App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, we live in the app developer world and I am so thrilled to be uh, in this world with lots of interesting guests. We've had authors, we've had entrepreneurs, we've had app developers and I've got a really interesting guest lined up for you this week. And let me just give you a few um, little bits of introduction before I bring on the guest. Uh, so you may be an indie app developer, uh, someone who's really working hard selling their apps in the app store, and we can put a lot of effort into these apps. And we know that you know the likes of Apple have these big hit apps, and uh, we see uh, almost every week now these uh, developers making lots of money from big hits. Uh, Flappy Bird being one of the uh, most recent, but we've had Quiz Up and Draw Something, and all these other apps, and we sometimes get a little bit frustrated because our app uh, hits the store and then only gets a handful of uh, downloads and you know we want to make a living off this so that's one of the reasons why I approached this next guest because this next guest is doing a lot of interesting things as well as um, doing app development and I, I think it's going to be something that we can learn a lot from so uh, his name is Alex Jenadinik I'm gonna say that again Alex Jenadinik and he is the founder of Problemio, uh, that's P-R-O-B-L-E-M-I-O.com, Problemio.com. I really invite you to go and check it out right now because it's a, a website where you can learn how to uh, do mobile apps for business, planning, business ideas, fundraising, lots of different uh, uses of apps. So go check out the website. And Alex, you are um, originally from Ukraine, but you're um, in New York at the moment. You were living in San Francisco and... Um, it's a real, really warm welcome to you, Alex, on the App Guy podcast. Oh, thank you. I, I'm excited to be here, and I'm ready to do a really great episode. Uh, let's see if we can um, do the best to bring out all these these elements of content that you're involved with. So, I mean, first of all, it'd be great just to hear a little bit about your background and uh, how you ended up getting into this space. Ah, uh, yeah. So my background is, I mean, of course, in computer science. So it was, you know, I started out making. Apps. I was actually, you know, working for some, you know, software software companies before, um, and I hated it um, just because, you know, I was always making some crappy things that I didn't care about, you know, and it was taking up most of my time. And all I wanted to do is really go home and work on my own things. Um, but then it's like I was really just getting like the worst part of the weeks, right? Like the morning, the evening, and the weekend. And it's like I was, if I was, you know, working on my own projects, I was neglecting my life, and just not enough time. So. Um, I was kind of always looking to do more things, you know. Um, and then a couple of years ago, well, I guess, it's, yeah, it's already a couple of years ago now, that, um, you know, I started, I got into mobile app development because, you know, everybody was talking about apps, apps this, apps that, and I had to know about it because I was a developer, you know. It's like, you had to keep learning. So I made my first app, and it was kind of like a little business app. I, whatever, whatever I planned for it, absolutely no one wanted to use that. Um, 
and but what I but the app was on Android and um, what I did was you know I was able to release the new app, app updates like every day and sometimes I released like three a day so I was kind of monitoring what people, monitoring what people were doing and I realized like people were they wanted to plan a business on it you know there was a little business planning feature and you know in technology in the technology world business planning is like not very popular and I was like well I don't want them to plan a business but that's all they but that's all my users want to seem to want to do so I added that business planning feature at first and an interesting thing happened and probably added my best feature ever um, also I added a little Q&A um, right into the app so if people were planning their business and they had a question um, they could actually literally ask me and I was answering questions for free and with that Wow. Yeah, and I mean, at first I had not that many downloads, so it was okay. But what that allowed me to do is it allowed me to actually talk to the people who are using my app, right? Because, you know, the app uh, analytics are terrible, right? You have no idea of the, of the actual nature of the experience of this product that people have with your product, right? You know what they click, how long they spent, but you don't really know, are they happy? Are they confused? What are they doing, you know? Um, and so I was able to get to talk to these people who were writing my apps and they were, t they were telling me exactly what they needed from the apps and um, I started building exactly those features and then I saw what they were struggling with and actually that led to like very quickly this particular app that at first no one wanted to use became like it was the top it was it became the top business planning app on Android um, it became the top rated app by user reviews for business um, and there's a whole bunch of other things like it really grew it became like it really grew up and then by the way that app is still around what's the name of the app alex what was uh, the name of the app if you search for actually on android if you now if you search for the word business it's the number one app that comes up so just search for the word business no matter what country you're congratulations. in congratulations yeah um that's amazing it, it sounds impressive I, I like to throw that out there oh it's the number one but actually <laughs> to, to be totally honest the word business doesn't bring me a lot of downloads where a lot of the most downloads come from the term business plan because that seems to be what people want to do um so that, that that that's the term business plan is actually the money term and the term business is just kind of like something i show off with but actually there was not a whole lot of downloads that increased once i started ranking for the word business which is funny um but yeah, it's business plan, business, I'm number one. Um, so uh, yeah, so this app, I, and then what, the interesting thing that, ha the thing that really happened in this app, I noticed there are like really four major categories where people re were really struggling. And I thought it would be a much wider array of mistakes where people were struggling, but it was just four issues. Um, and the four were business ideas, right? A lot of people struggle with business ideas that can't get past it. A lot of people had a difficulty writing their business plan. And then a lot of people, almost all people, wanted at some point to raise money for their business. And then lastly, people who actually did start their business, of course, they needed to market their business. So they needed the marketing. So I ended up, in, instead of having the one app, I ended up having four apps, each app covering one of those major pain points. Um, and then I made that for Android and iOS, so and Kindle. Um, so so that's where so that's where the apps are now. They have something like four hundred thousand downloads at the moment of taping. Um, so it's you know it's it's reasonably successful, I guess. 
Well, it's very successful, and uh, can, you know, I was going to say that's great that you've shared numbers. Uh, how did you get on? I love this Q and A. You're the first uh, app developer I've spoken to who's actively wanted feedback from uh, the apps that they build uh, outside of any beta testing. So um, you could do that on Android. Could you do that on Apple? Or are they a little bit more stricter in, in your engagement with the No, actually, they like users? that. They, they like that feature. Um, in fact, sometimes when they tried to release a basic app and they rejected it, they said, you know, one of the rejections, the re one of the reasons for rejections on iOS for basic apps is that there's just not enough interactivity. There's too much content, not, in not enough interactivity. So the Q&A was actually one of the things that um, got these apps to sort of pass the Apple um, process. Um, but, but I couldn't just say it's Q&A. I said it's like, like community. I had to brand it as a community feature, community discussion forum. And then they were like, OK, great. Um, <laughs> yeah. great. Because at first, I said it, yeah. at first it was a Q&A, right? And then um, they said, no, there's not enough, right? That, that's not enough of a feature. That's not, they said it's not enough of a feature. Then I, then I resubmitted it. I didn't change any of the code. They just changed some of the wording. Like, hey, this is this uh, community discussion. And that, that to them, same feature, just reworded a little bit. And that to them, it passed. Yeah, we all, uh, I do have some uh, modules that I throw into an app. And I know that if I use it like the, a GPS, then it usually gets through the review if it's been rejected on the first time. Well, just describe that feature because that's really, really interesting. I know there's people listening who could potentially, you know, use that kind of feature. How did you uh, do this Q and A? Uh, how how was it set up? Uh, well, it, it's super, super basic, right? Like it's it's ridiculously easy to build because um, it, all it is is people su submit a form with their name, email, and whatever the question, right? It goes right into my database. I get an alert. Then I'm able to answer them, and they get you know it's all you know. I use a server to kind of store the um, questions and answer and the com and the commentary. And and right under the question, there is a discussion. So once they answer, once they ask a question, we start discussing. So there's like a, it's a little bit of like a chat. It's, it's, that's like you know not immediate, right? You don't you can answer it in a second. You can answer it in a day. But it's all there. You can all refer reference it. So there's a little bit of a chat thing happening after the question. So, um, and now I mean, now I only do this on my. It's a paid feature, so it's only on the paid apps because the volume would be too big, um, you know. But it's really like some of the paid apps are just paid like 99 cents. So it's essentially free. I just had to put a little bit of a barrier because people were like asking me ridiculous questions f for free, you know, because it's free for them, right? So I, ha I had to make it a little yeah. bit difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was picking up and like oh, right, literally okay. I had all these questions like uh, how to start like a, you know, it's a business questions, right? Like how to start a water purifying plant, plant. how to start a da da da, like how to start, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> the, you <laughs> don't you just love those uh, Android users sometimes, hey? Oh, I guess that could have been Apple yeah, as well. It was just, you know, I would wake up and I would be already like, I got to answer these 10 people. And then as I'm answering, the people are answering, you know, so it's like, I'm right? So it's like... I would waste so much time, so I put it into um, you know now if, now if people want to talk to me. It's like I, I answer for free on YouTube comments, but 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 really that's it. You know I just can't. There's not enough of me. And how do we find your Apple um, 
uh, your app. Uh, I know you search number one for business app on Android. How do we get to your Apple? Uh, you can search Apple for uh, Problemio on um, iOS. I should. I have six apps there. Also, they're listed on problemio.com. Um, because through problemio.com is really the best because um, all my things are there, not even just apps, uh, like books, courses, you know, all those kind of things that I have, um, which probably we'll chat about later. In, in, in Well, let's talk about that now because uh, in the intro I said that there are app developers who want alternative sources of income. And we all know what we know and, uh, you know, we should be proud of all this stuff that we're learning every day. But I have recently learned that it's good to create more than you consume. So, uh, hence one of the reasons why I'm doing the podcast, trying to create more value for the world. And you're creating a lot of stuff. So perhaps you can go into some detail on uh, on the your creation of content. Yeah. Um, so this interesting thing happened as I was giving. You know, right by now I have talked to more. I've helped more than a thousand people probably on my apps. And then a coaching practice evolved out of these apps, for, you know, for, for people who wanted to kind of talk to me directly, and you know, face to face, like on Skype. Um, so I ended up learning a lot myself. I ended up having this like really great and deep knowledge of what first-time entrepreneurs needed, just because I've talked to so many. Like I had, there's like absolutely no guessing. I really know. I talked to so many, um, and it's real people all over the world, you know. And what that gave me this kind of it gave me this kind of an expertise that I was able to then say, okay, you know, I've got these apps, they're doing okay, but I don't think I'm going to become a millionaire with these apps. Um, so let's see what else I can do, right? Because there's a lot of, um, what I really learned is that these entrepreneurs, they need a lot of educational content, a lot, because they have to get, you know, so many things explained to them and things like that. Um, so what I did is then I started, you know, I started my a YouTube channel, which was my sort of first break from the pure app development. And YouTube was great because YouTube sort of makes a little bit of cash on its by itself, but also YouTube was a great way for me to sell my paid apps. Um, you know, just on your YouTube channel, Alex, I know that uh, the time we're recording this, you were really close to getting a thousand subscribers so if uh, people listening should go to your youtube channel you can find it um through the show notes then all the information will be there and yeah let's just try and get you um uh, over that 1000 mark which i'm sure that it'll, it'll just be a few more days until you reach that That's such an achievement i think because it is quite hard to get uh, subscribers on on youtube how's it working for you uh youtube i love it it's amazing actually um e it, it I'm learning I'm still learning I'm still learning a lot because um uh I I had this kind of interesting SEO strategy for YouTube which was a, a way that I was able to get exposure but I'm really learning now that you know I and I'm still sort of in the process of learning because I'm really not a video guy like I'm really not I'm just learning as I go but um there's this idea of edutainment like education which is what I'm doing on YouTube but it's got to be with entertainment right because it's an entertainment platform, so I, I'm thinking of um, making. I'm, spi I'm I'm right now. I'm in the process of thinking of like how to spice up my channel, how to make something more funny, more catchy, more you know. So I, I I'm look, looking to kind of add dimensions to what I'm doing now because now I'm just giving business advice. Um, so I'm so I'm still exploring YouTube. I, like I really like it because then you can sell anything you want from it. 
And then I also, you know, prior to apps, I had a, a lot of SEO background. And I was able to get my a lot of my YouTube videos, they they're they rank on top of YouTube for whatever their searches. And I'm able to get them to also rank in Google searches because as you know, Google likes to put a lot of videos um, in YouTube search itself. Um, so so I think YouTube would be really amazing if there's this amplification of views where it's like, you know, if you're able to be on top of the YouTube results, then that will get you sort of into the Google search results. And if it's entertaining and catchy also, then it will be very social and shared as well. So that sort of a combination, that's that's the sweet spot of YouTube. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite there. I'm getting there. But I'm not quite there just yet. But still, there are a lot of benefits of YouTube because anything I did afterwards, you know, I made a YouTube video about it. I'm able to rank the video, and the video like sells product. Um, so yeah, I love YouTube. And what I did with YouTube is, since I already had all these videos, um, it was very natural for me to create like online courses that are video based, um, which is Udemy. Yes, uh, this is Udemy.com. U-D-E-M-Y.com uh, for anyone who hasn't heard about it. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Yeah, so actually in March I started, well, because I became sort of comfortable making video, um, I created like kind of, it was kind of prolific. Um, I, I kind of like to put, um, when, when, I, when I'm on any platform, I like to put um, as many, a, a large product line on that platform because, um, just because people who get one of the products, typically like 15 or 20% of them sometimes get more than one. So it's just like, good to have more than one product for that reason um, and I so I made eight courses so in in March I shot I taped and uploaded eight Udemy courses and I love these courses because I was able to say so much in them like I have a mark like my marketing course is like I really make it's like a five hour five hours of video like totally in 50 lectures on all kinds of marketing things and it's like I mean by the end of it people come out like transformed in terms of marketing, not in terms of like their life, but in terms of how they will pr promote their business, um, just they'll you know like they'll just be pros or not pros, but close. Like they'll get it. Yeah, and what um, sort of videos are these? Uh, these screenshots with your audio, or are they directly filming you uh, talking about a subject? Perhaps you could describe what sort of videos they are. Yeah. So, actually, we should chat about the. I have a video. I have a course on the mobile app how to build a mobile app business course. Um, so, but they're all the courses, they're structured in approximately the same way. It's all videos of me talking and it's an, inside the courses are, the curriculum is a number of like uh, lectures. And a lecture can be from one to 10 minutes approximately. And I discuss, you know, topics. Usually it's in, the course is kind of like in, the, the lectures are divided up in sections. So the first section is typically the fundamentals. So in the in the app course, I talk about you know what it really means to have a you know instead of a, the app being just a trinket you know a little toy, what it, the, how to make it into an actual business right? I mean all the challenges of the app stores, what's the kind of future of the app stores, what are the things that people don't quite foresee until they're in it right? So what what to plan for? How to really treat it as a business? And then the major and then the next chapters are sort of things like. Obviously, once you put an app out there, you have to market the app and get like you know millions of downloads or you know at least hundreds of thousands, um, and people struggle with it. So I, I 
explain a lot about how to market the app. And then, of course, it's you know pointless to market the app if you can't make money from the app. So in the next chapter of the course, I sort of explain um, how to actually make money from the app. And I just talk about different monetization strategies, what works, what doesn't work, things like that. So together, it's a really complete course. And people, when they come out of the course, you know, it that particular, the mobile app course is just over one hour of video. And, and I think it's like something like 15 different kinds of lectures or 20. But when they come out of the course, I mean, they're if they're just thinking about making an app or if they're just starting with an app or if they have an app that's not successful, um, they'll, they'll be very transformed in how they view the whole ecosystem and how maybe their next app will be much better positioned to be successful. And, and so these are courses that um, I guess are ranging from anywhere from free to $49, $50. Do you, do you then, do you have some kind of marketing funnel where you take them up to even a one-on-one -on -one consulting session that you charge a lot more for? I mean, how does that process work? Yeah, so I mean, I don't really like free too much. Like, right, I'm in business, so actually, my course—they don't. My courses don't range from free to fifty. They range from nineteen to fifty dollars. Uh, but I can actually, I can give you a um, discount code to put on on the um, uh, on on the show notes. Well, that's great. So, yeah, every course will be like nine dollars, right? So a big discount um, from. I'll give you that discount code actually, um, and we'll make it really, really cheap for your listeners, because I think the courses really do help. Um, they are, it, it is good stuff, and I feel, I feel very good. Even selling it for fifty dollars, I think people get a really great value. But we'll, we'll do the course for you know nine dollars or something, so under ten dollars. Well, Alex, um, that's very kind of you, and if you're listening, then just go to onemob.com, O-N-E-M-O-B.com, and uh, you'll hit the podcast uh, section and. Uh, then see the show notes for this episode and there'll be the uh, uh, the code on there. And that's very kind of you. You're uh, one of the first uh, people on your episode 57. And this is the first time we've had someone be so kind as to uh, provide a discount for our, our audience. So we really appreciate it. And maybe um, if you're going in and buying that course for uh, under $10, then perhaps you could do Alex a favor by um, going to his YouTube channel and uh, hitting that and... Uh, and going and um, uh, you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's my last name, uh, which is brutal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> well, I know it is. Yeah, but... spelling that thing. <laughs> yeah, Jenna Dinick uh, at Jenna Dinick. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I was just you know Smith. <laughs> yeah, well, at least um, you know, I I really want a name like yours because uh, then uh. you you get all the URLs and you know your Twitter is your own name and uh, you know if it's just a Smith then you're Smith one million two hundred and fifty seven or something you know so yeah one one call on a tech support uh, when they try to get you to spell your name and um you won't want you will not want my name anymore all right okay. <laughs> Well, that's very kind of you anyway. So we all appreciate the fact that you've um, offered your courses at such a big discount. So uh, that's definitely an attraction. And, and so we can go in there and, and learn about how to make a, a business out of running apps, which uh, I think is going to be terrific. So, so um, we, you mentioned um, earlier on uh, about keywords and not every keyword is equal. In other words, there are some keywords that are, are better at making you money um, like business uh, versus business planning. So perhaps we could tap into your expertise there about the keywords in the app stores that you feel are 
uh, just the whole subject of, of keyword uh, ranking for keywords. Uh, yeah. Um, there was actually an article when my apps crossed something like $150,000. There was an article that went a little bit viral and even got republished on Business Insider of how one app developer got 150,000 downloads just doing SEO in the app stores, and that was me. Um, and uh, it's pretty, so it's pretty basic, right? So if your app is non-game, um, chances are you can rank well if you're if you're savvy in choosing keywords for some terms. You know, in my case, it's business-related terms. Um, but in games, it's brutal. Because they all rank for the same, like a million games, they try to rank for the same words. It's like fun, adventure, animal, arcade, right? I mean, what is their, right, tanks? I don't know. Like, but it's like, for games, it's really difficult. Um, so actually, when people plan a game, they should actually maybe find a good niche for their game. I don't know. Very difficult. But if you're a non-game, I mean, what I did is basically, it's the basic SEO keyword research. So... Um, the longer the searches, the more specific it is, right? And the people know exactly what they want. And that's why the word business, it's too vague. It doesn't mean anything. Um, right? What do they want in business? Like, you know, I don't know. But if they, if they search for a business plan, I know exactly that they want to write a business plan, right? Um, so in my case, the specific search, you know, I had to just make a business plan app. I mean, that's exactly what they wanted for that search. Um, same thing with my other apps. I mean, if you actually look at my apps, they're all ha they all have like messed up titles because, I'm, you know, it's, it's for SEO purposes in the app stores. So I'm trying to get as many keywords into the title. Um, so it's not branded that much, um, but it's very keyword optimized. And is it um, fair to say that... Uh, it we don't repeat keywords in the section where we can put keywords. We don't repeat the title. Uh, we choose other keywords then, uh, because um, is, is that is that what we do? Well, I mean, you 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 do well. You do repeat the title because I mean, I mean, Google SEO is a little different than App Store SEO because Google SEO they say don't repeat, don't repeat. You know, don't re don't keyword stuff, and you really shouldn't keyword stuff because at the end of the day. When people look at your title and description, I mean, it's real people looking at it, right? So it's not just computers. So these title and descriptions, they're both for people and for the search algorithm. So so for, you should definitely make it nice and readable and presentable. But what I like to do and what you can see in all of my apps is really the description is the title has the main key, absolutely necessary for the title to have the main keywords in there, like for sure, like, like there's no question. Um, and if you have a brand, what sometimes you can do is brand name, colon, and then you know add a little, at least a couple of keywords of your main keywords that you want to rank for. And in the description, I like to repeat the keywords, and I, I, there's more variations of keywords that you can add. And my strategy is I describe it as you know I like to sprinkle in the keywords, so I, I don't I don't want to like put it all like boom like no keyword stuffing, but I definitely want to say you know if you have a Longer. I like to ha I like to have longer descriptions, which are good for people who are curious about the app anyway. But the longer descriptions give kind of um, enough room to put different variations of keywords. It's not so you're not repeating the same keyword. You 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 can have room for like secondary and tertiary keywords, 
and longer tail keywords, right? Because people don't always in my apps type in business plan. Sometimes they type in start business, start how to start a business. Sometimes they type in instead of business plan, like business planner, business planning. Sometimes they write plan business, right? Because consumers they they don't care about SEO, right? They just come, they just type whatever comes into their head. So if you the, the more variations um, of these things you have, the more kind of a wider net that you cast for all these um, longer tail and ver and variations of searches. Um, it's almost like we're at the you know the start of uh, search web search when we went through that whole yes. process of Google SEO and uh, all these companies popped up and and uh, I know that we've got a, an episode coming out with uh, an app store uh, optimization expert um, and yeah, we're seeing more and more focus I think now on optimizing for app store search because uh, Apple is especially so um, poor when it comes to app discovery and uh, you know it's really hard to get onto their uh, feature page or uh, in, into their charts um, so yeah, actually, you know, one interesting comment um, for your listeners, and this is something that, this is like one of the more advanced kind of SEO things that I do. Now, it's not so advanced, but like, uh, but for some reason, if beginners, they don't do this. But, because um, at the end of the day, not, at the end of the day, none of it is like, none of these things are really rocket science, right? Um, so it's not so advanced. But what I'd like to do is, I like what you, what you alluded to was, you know, this is kind of like in the beginning days of Google. Because what's happening right now is like, you know, Google is Google SEO. It's the most brutal, the most difficult, the most expensive. Even though it seems like it's free, the most expensive um, way to advertise in terms of how much money and you know and, and time you're going to put into it and how long it's going to take before you start seeing results. And on all other large platforms like mobile app stores, even YouTube, even podcasting, even even Amazon. Even um, Quora, so all these things, right? Where all these platforms, they're search engines, right? I mean, they are search engines because search drives a lot of the discoverability of content discoverability on all of those platforms. On all those platforms, the competitive environment is like the early early days of Google. So actually, in all my in a lot of my marketing, um, you know, books and and all my whenever I talk about marketing, I really actually urge people to really take that perspective and consider all these platforms even Udemy right the online courses a lot of these courses are you know the discovery is search based so I, I really like to leverage a lot of the other platforms which are search based because uh, it's so much easier to get discovery I mean if I was doing if I was trying to rank for business planning on Google SEO I would never be able to do it there's already established incumbents of who I couldn't jump over but on apps and on other platforms, I mean, I'm number one or always near the number one, right? So, um, and it's something that if people who are listening, it's something to, it's a theme that is, I think, monumentally important if you actually want to get scale. Um, so anyway, just wanted to throw that in kind of, because it's something that really worked for me. Yeah, no, and also, I, yeah, I mean, it's vitally important because it could make or break an app, the uh, aspect of search. So you're absolutely right to, to throw, you know, to kind of get us to, think about um, these other platforms as opposed to just purely Google and uh, you know all their efforts have gone into Google over the years and they keep updating it you know and it's uh, really hard yeah. to stay in front um, do you build apps for other people do you uh, is that part of your business 
Uh, in theory, I guess I could, although I never have, because you know how the conversation goes, like, oh, I have this great idea. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then um, I tell them, okay, this will be, you know, $10,000. Uh, I can make a simple one, but you want a complicated one, so it will be expensive. And they're like, okay, let me keep looking. <laughs> that's the yeah. end of that. I rather, uh, I, and I don't, I don't know, it's like, um, it's almost easier, like, these clients are difficult because I don't feel, like, actually, I, you know, I don't take a job unless I know that this person will make the money back. And and I know that even, like, launching the app, you know, it, it's like you're just putting yourself in the game. It, it, you're so early, right? And if you're spending $10,000 of your own money, I don't feel good taking that. I feel much better saying, let me make you a WordPress site for instead of a ten instead of $10,000 for, like, $500. And then you can start doing you know start doing business online for you know for almost you know for like a, such significantly smaller amount of risk um that that's actually what i do that's that's how my conversations sort of go i'm like i don't want to really have you waste your money uh let's figure out a better business strategy and then think you know and because often people have the often these are first-time entrepreneurs and they don't have a good sense of like what platform that may be good for them and apps are just a shiny sexy platform but it's not necessarily the right one for them and it's it's a very difficult uh it's i mean the app space is a very difficult space you know there's more apps every day it's more competitive and the users are like allergic to 99 cent purchases right so um you know it's like oh you're like you know purchase 99 cents and then they have a heart attack like paying for this right <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like so it's, a, it's a difficult you know combine the difficult marketing environment combining with a difficult monetization environment i mean this is you got to really think twice right so well, I, was, I was just thinking though alex in terms of all your content strategy and all the the, the courses you're putting out there and you're already uh, getting an audience of uh, people that are following you and uh, i've heard that you get better customers when and better clients when they actually go through this process of getting to know you through your courses through your videos uh, and then you don't have to have those negotiations you don't have to have uh, th those discussions because the, the clients that come to you are much m more well informed about you know what you can do and what you stand for is that fair to say oh it's all fair to say first of all I, and this is one of the reasons I love YouTube that I didn't mention yet is that it's the only place online, well, not the only place, but it's one of the few places online where you can make this kind of a face-to-face -face connection with people and they get to know you. Because every, and actually, same with podcasting. Even though it's not visual, it's audio, and people still kind of get to know you. But outside of YouTube and podcasting, there's very little where you can get to know the people who are talking, right? Everything else is just like clicks and text, and you don't know, you don't know who's behind it. It's like, you know... This is way more personable, and you know, I mean, guess what? You know, business is personal, right? Um, so, I really like YouTube for that reason, and I do when I when I am on different platforms like Udemy, like anything else, or whatever, anywhere. I sort of, you know, I end up putting my YouTube link there, so people get to see see my videos, they get to know me, they like, and I try to make my YouTube videos like really insightful when I, as as far as I can, you know, as far as far as you know as possible so um, you know not everybody likes it but people who like it they, they come to me and they're like wow I've been watching your YouTube videos they're really insightful I, I want to know more so so exactly what you said is how people a lot of people come to me yeah and you know as before we say goodbye we're getting towards the end of the uh, chat uh, 
I was I just have to ask you you sound like so well informed uh, what uh, are your favorite apps that you currently use on your on your smartphone I'm guessing you're Android or maybe you're both but perhaps you can give us uh, one or two of your most favorite apps that you'll think we'll uh, enjoy using you know I am terrible at um, giving app recommendations because I actually you know I think I'm kind of old for to be an app user I mean I'm 33 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a kid. It's like I don't, you know. It's not my. I just play games sometimes. Um, I really like this pirate game, but right now, but I'm probably gonna get tired of it by tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I think you know. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't have. I think this is where I, I, I myself I'm lacking because I don't have. I think I'm not taking the most advantage out of the apps as I should be. Um, and actually, probably my apps suffer because I don't have enough, you know, uh, use of other apps. I'm so busy building mine and so build, busy building other things that I'm like overworked and not enough, like not enough um, sort of research is coming in. This natural research where I'm actually using the app. So, I mean, you know, that's a good lesson, actually, Alex. Uh, there are people listening who uh, are probably saying, uh, you know, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to build an app. I don't have enough time. I, I you know, and there they are, probably on Candy Crush or uh, some of these other you know games, and uh, consuming you know consuming uh, all these different uh, apps, uh, and that's where we can gain time. And uh, you, you've just reminded me that it's so important to just actually create and create and create. Uh, yeah, you know, and you know, than... I, you started with that, and I really like that theme of your podcast because. Actually, that's what really transformed me is that I didn't want to be a consumer. I want to be the guy who, whose, whose products people are consuming, right? You don't want to be the guy watching sports on TV. You want to be the player on TV, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and don't you think yeah. that when you spend all this time creating it actually makes you appreciate the stuff around you more, appreciate the things, you know, we don't... I'm sure you don't uh, leave these negative reviews for other apps saying, you know, I, I can't believe it. It doesn't allow me to uh, check in or, you know, all these things that we expect now for free. And uh, it just it gives you more appreciation for the uh, creation oh, yeah. of things around you. But sometimes it's just kids, you know, you don't know who is leaving these reviews the other day on, on a different platform. Somebody left it like a review of my book, right? Not on Amazon, but on some other review. And I think my marketing book, like, I really think is good because like, I give so much marketing advice and like first time entrepreneurs, they would like, they, I really think it's like really good. And I'm not just saying that because I wrote it. I mean, I really, really think, right? I believe in it. I, and I, I wouldn't say like some of, some, of my, some of my products, they're not that good. So I don't say they're good, but this one is good, right? So I got this really bad review. They're like, um, it's boring and it doesn't have pictures. And then I was, <laughs> I, was able to, I was able to find this person. I was like, who is this? And, in the, and then I found them and I started talking to them. Because, you know, when you get a one-star review, it kind of it hurts your feelings a little bit, right? It's like, ah, how could you say that? I put so much work into it. And then it turned out it was a 13-year-old kid, and he was kind of snobby, and he was like, just like, I found your book boring. There's no pictures. It's a marketing book, right? I mean, it's like, it's for adults. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, it just happens. Yeah. Um, uh... So glad that you uh, managed to track him down, so that you know that, that there'd be a warning for anyone who's thinking of uh, <laughs> yeah. leaving a negative if you have a review. Unique name, watch out! I can't <laughs> Alex, it's been a lot of fun. Perhaps we could just leave it by uh, asking how we can reach out and connect with you. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm Alex at Problemio. I'm everywhere. You know, all my actually, 
on many of my products you can connect with me even there's ways for free um on twitter i'm at ganadinic which yeah um and uh, but yeah i'm just and maybe i mean if you can feel welcome to post my you know my alex uh dot ganadinic at gmail because that's the email i really most frequently use um and if people want to you know comment on my youtube videos i respond to all the comments i mean there's a million ways, but you know, all my stuff is really on problemio.com. All my contact information is on problemio.com. Um, so that that's really the, the central sort of place I make people go. So yeah, if you're uh, if you are taking this all in and listening, I definitely suggest that you go to problemio right now.com. And Alex has been kind enough to allow us to connect with him, and I'm sure that there's a lot of questions. I know you've left me with. Uh, a lot of different questions so i'd love to get you back on the show at some point alex and uh you know catch up with you but in the meantime it just leaves me to say thank you for joining the app guide podcast i thoroughly enjoyed uh, having this uh, walk through your journey and what you're up to and i really wish you all the best for the future thank you it was really a lot of fun you're listening to the app guide podcast my name is paul kemp and i wanted to invite you to join my live webinar it's wednesday and that starts at 4 p.m uk time 11 a.m eastern time 10 a.m central time and 8 a.m pacific time i will go through how i'm able to network with some of the most successful authors and entrepreneurs and startup founders app developers just successful people that you're listening to on this podcast uh, if you're interested please do come and join me on the live webinar just simply go to this link theappguy.co forward slash webinar that's theappguy.co forward slash webinar find the button to register and i will help you grow your network